live from a haunted house somewhere near Lexington, Kentucky. It's Bluegrass Homefront, episode 9 for the week of October 25th, 2020. This is the Halloween special. With me, as always, is Victor. Boo! Oh. Yeah. Sorry. What are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I just got a little nervous there for a second. It, it, it's a scary time, really. It's Halloween. Things are spooky. Yeah. And, There's supposed uh, to be a full moon this weekend. Yeah, and we're yeah, the, and we're setting the clocks back, and yeah. we're, we're hoping that maybe whatever kind of weird thing happened on March 13th when we set the clocks forward, that maybe we'll undo it on October 31st when we set them back. Like, we're hopeful. We can be hopeful. We'll see. So yes, we uh, we, we have uh, we are here and. Uh, Happy to be here today. And, uh, no, I'm sorry. There's, this is just kind of a spooky thing. I just saw something moving in the shadows oh, over no. there. What yeah. was that? I don't know. But uh, we'll try to ignore it and just press on here. So, uh, been a kind of a disappointing week if you're a Kentucky uh, football fan. It has. They, Kentucky uh, laid a serious egg. Yeah, they, they did their... manage to at least scrape together 10 points. but uh, Well, unfortunately, the other team got 20. Yeah, that's a problem. So. Mark, Stoop, Mark Stoops proving that he is not the man for the air raid. Just well, really, only got three words for that: run the ball. I mean, we were na- we were national celebrities last year because of our freaky ball runner that we had, right? And that's Mark Stoops' mo. That's his thing: run yep. the ball, Mark. It's what you're good at. Yep, run the ball, please. It's like three or four times in the his in his history, he shows up and he's like, you know what? This game, we're passing. Yeah, we're going to throw it. Yeah, and every time. It's we get a problem. Beat. Yep. We get beat. And on the flip side of that, Louisville wins. They beat the snot out of Florida State. So good for them at 48 to 16. So when I was younger, I uh, my my family being, my father's family is all from Florida. Right. And they're all Gator fans because right. they're from Central Florida. So Correct. me being the, the petulant and defiant child that I was when I was a preteen, I just decided that I was going to like FSU. Oh, you went Seminoles, huh? So, yeah, I was I was a, a quasi-Seminole fan for, for years. In fact, I do actually have, you'll notice I'm wearing a U.K. collared shirt here as we record this. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, I have a Seminole one of, that's burgundy and has the logo. Oh, okay, like, cool. Even now, I've had it for 20 years. I almost never wear it because... I mean, Florida State's fine, but I'll usually go to Gators. Though. Yeah, that's the thing is I has, as I have sort of learned more and kind of figured out that, you know, Florida UF is in the SEC and all right, that. Right, right, yeah. I have really developed an affection for the Gators, so I don't wear my Seminole shirt much. So And, and they do seem want back down during their games now, so... Yeah, we, we here know. at Bluegrass Homefront do have a special place in our heart for Tom Petty. Yep. We would like to make him an honorary Kentuckian, but uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. So on the show today, we're going to continue our work through of talking to the people behind uh, Kentucky Sports Radio. Okay. And by having a that have a conversation this time with Drew Franklin. Yep. Who started out as a particular a writer. Yep. So he kind of comes from a as a blog writer. Yeah, as a blog as a, a writer, and uh, you know he wrote up for the site before he was ever on the radio. Yep. So he kind of has more knowledge there, and he, he made a very interesting conversation. I hope you'll stay tuned for that later in the show. But first, before that, we uh, we have our sec- our latest artist interview, yep. this time with Joey Aces and the Deal. Right. Or Joey Aces of Joey Aces and the Deal. Right. That was very nice of Joey and Drew to give us a nice conversation. Yeah, we're always happy to be able to talk to them. But before we get to any of that music, Victor, what's our music look like to so start out So this today? week? In honor of Halloween, every song will have some kind of 
evil thing in it with the name or the title or something like that. So we're going to start out in the graveyard.
eyes glowing. Prettiest color I've ever seen. Blonde hair flowing. A southern boy's favorite dream. Put me in prison. In this darkness, myself I find. Center of tension. Can't get her off my mind. She knows how much I care. Still won't treat me fair. The thing about her draws me wild. The devil's prettiest child.
Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. So in that little song set, we heard Graveyard Romeos with Beneath the Shadows, followed by Rainbow Star and Holler Ghost, and Restless Leg Stream Band with Devil's Prettiest Child. Great set. I'm especially fond. You know I'm especially fond of the Restless Leg String Band. Yep, that's a pretty cool little song, too. Indeed. Good little ditty. So while we were in the music break, um, some some folks in in some dark-colored robes have moved in here. Oh, okay. You can maybe hear them. That There seems to be some chanting going on. It's a little darker. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but they did come over, and uh, Malachi, our associate producer, who... uh, they come over and ask him to uh, to join them over there, and seeing as he didn't have vocal cords, he couldn't really say no, oh, well. so now he's over with them. Maybe it's the bloody vocal cords that's attracting to weirdness today. I don't know. I don't, well, th- that's every episode. Well, I, mean, I know, Our but, weird overloads, overlords require us to take out his vocal cords. But it's All Hallows Eve. Oh. So, <laughs> one of the things I really like about our... our uh, our interviews today is both of them. We did talk to them about scary stories and things yeah. they thought about growing up. So that's that starts out first with our with our first interview here, which is Joey Asis. All right. We did speak to him on Skype uh, just recently, and uh, I'm I'm, oh, I'm not sure what's going on with Malachi, our producer over there, but it doesn't sound like things are great. We'll we'll check on that. In the meantime, go listen to Joey Asis. Here here you go. Enjoy. So how you doing, Joey? I'm all right, guys. I'm uh, sorting through uh, demos for the next record. Oh, okay, good deal. We're going to ask you if, if, like, uh, going along with this interview is going to either play something off your album, or you want us to, you want us to play something in particular for you. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we usually end these interviews with a song. You're our first Skype right. one of these. All right. Um, well, I, I will tell you off the last record, a song that I, I like, we didn't, I mean, hi, Kitty. Um, single or whatever is kind of, you know, just a term. We don't really release single for it. But just a track that I really like was uh, All Alone. That's what it is. Uh, the last record that you did was The Hollers, is that right? Or is that the, yeah. that was Hollers, was, right? And you were telling us which, which kind of song you liked off of in particular. Uh, well, we had... Um, our guitarist Jacob uh, wrote uh, a couple songs on it. Uh, he wrote the original, and uh, me and Robbie uh, rewrote, you know, changed keys, rewrote lyrics and, and things around. We took the general idea of the songs. Uh, Tiger in the Grass was one of them. And, yeah, uh, I, I remember that song in particular. Uh, Rambler's Lament um, uh, was one of his that we kind of took and tinkered with a little bit because it, it does that way i i write most of this, this stuff just generally that goes on the records and everything we always work together on all sorts of stuff for each other but on arrangements you know. and things like that mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty good because we are um we're good about being able to bounce ideas but we are also have a i guess a good enough of uh combined vision we we kind of we kind of had a general idea you know of what direction and, you're going mm-hmm. yeah yeah we have all have a shared all vision have, yeah 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 we all we all have a pretty good shared vision of that and then tweaks are made and somebody says hey how about we do this here and 
then things evolve. Right. That to me is the best. So this, you know, lockdown has been just torture. I mean, I was built for this because I'm a, I'm a hermit naturally. I'm an anti-social <laughs> hey. people, but social, you know. Yeah. Pro people, but I'm anti-social. I don't. If I don't want to be around people, I just don't want to be around people. Well, yeah, and I'll be at a party and be and just be done. Like when we uh, when we lived together yeah. around the turn of the century, we'd throw parties and there'd be a big three bedroom house and we'd fill the house up. And when Brian was done with parties, Brian would just vanish and his room would be the door would be shut and and good night, Brian. Yeah, right. It's like thank you. That's enough. Right. I'm at a party. I was pretty invisible. I'd say I, I to be a front man and a singer in a band yeah man i was never an intention drawer if i was there you probably didn't know i was there nope you're not that is that's incorrect like that's how i met you we met at parties and uh yep so i remember you so there you go (laughs) yeah but we're both people watchers i think so it probably you know yep yep i'm i'm definitely a people watcher so we we just crossed each other that way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah got in each other's eyelines yeah. That was the good old days, though, Joey, back when you guys had your – that was like – I met you guys right as when you were finishing up your little wrestling show. Oh, God, yeah. I, I loved your all's wrestling show on the cable access or whatever it was on the campus. What was it called? Uh, Ringside Weekly. Ringside so, Weekly. This was at Moorhead, right? I have every bit of it already, yeah. It, well, I'll take that back. I have the first two seasons on DVD and the raw stuff. Uh, my buddy is supposed to be getting the last two seasons off the old school big ass three quarter inch tapes. Yeah, the big reels. Yeah, I, but he has them right now to convert them for me. So awesome! Hopefully, three or four someday. Yeah, you should air those or something. At least put them on YouTube or something. I think I might. I, um, so I'm, this was at Moorhead, right? Yeah, yeah, Moorhead. Uh, it was weird because it went out over campus and went out because we were we got. We just got permission to do it. We weren't assigned to do it. We just had enough friends that thought, yeah, okay, we'll do this, and we'll help out and give you our time, cut right. into our part time during the week, and do this show that we're not getting credit or paid for just because of – a lot of them weren't even wrestling fans that did it. They just did it because it was hanging out. They were getting experience. Yep, something to do. Yeah, We've got, We got a barn. Yeah. Let's make a show. I saw it a few times. You guys were pretty hilarious and uh, – uh, you know, that was a good golden time of wrestling, too, back then. Uh, yeah, yeah the, it was the perfect time for us to do it. Right. I mean, there was so much, and we all had our characters, because you can't... It's kind of like the music thing. Like, like we talked before about um, when I put my cowboy hat on and my boots. You know, I don't walk around in my boots all the time. Right. You know, whatever. Uh, but I feel like when you see a band, you should get... I can't. I can't see myself seeing a metal band come out in flip flops and khaki shorts, no, and polo shirts, buying into it. I, I <laughs> seriously, I, I can't. I can't do that. You got to give me something. Sounds like a, that's actually a ska up. band. Bring that, them out. That, I would think that's a ska band. Where's your trumpeter? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where's your trombone? <laughs> right. You 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 got to lend yourself at least a little bit to what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A pyro or a big lit sign. But I can wear cowboy boots and a hat and accentuate my twang and use what, you know, yep. use what I need to do and mm-hmm. get the point across and accentuate things. And it gives you a little more as, 
as a show just a little more. If you see those people, you go, well, that's probably the band. Right. Yeah. Look, it is like nice that you're, if you're signaling, it's like, hey, we're over here. Here's the band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we, yeah, we you know, as, as two guys who just being middle-aged white guys, uh, we're compelled to create a podcast. You know, right. we, we completely understand the impulse of just we want to create something and we want to kind of have something that, that, you know, has that is something we made that we can put out there. Same right. sort of spirit. Yes, yes. I'm all about uh, creativity in general. I love seeing people do things. I love that you guys are doing this. So I'm super excited that you guys are doing this. It's been pretty it, fun. Yeah. It, it echoes po- uh, positivity to everybody. That's what we hope for. That's kind of what we're yeah. aiming for, man. Something good to talk about, you that's, know. That's what I get from it. So I love that you guys are doing this. So um, I wanted to bring this up. This is you are going to be the the artist interview for our Halloween episode. Episode nine is is Ooh. Halloween. Ooh. I you guys a special picture if you need it of me dressed up as Gene Simmons from Moorhead. Oh, oh we work. definitely need that. Yes, yep. we need right. that a lot. So make sure you send that to us. I wanted to ask if you had any kind of, uh, you know, being from the mountains like we are, there, there's there's so many, like, scary stories that are associated with the, with the mountains and back home. And do you have any kind of Kentucky ghost story you can share with us? I have one that I was told when I was little. And I, I you'll have to forgive me on all the details, but I know the name and the gist of it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, um, if you don't be good, this this is going to happen. Thing is going to come get you. It's, it's one of those things, you know. They told you to be, to get you to be good and go to bed early and all that kind of stuff. You know, right. Sure. Line. But this creature was the raw-headed bloody bones. The raw-headed which, bloody bones. That's what I was always told. So I always remember that name because I mean, as a kid, you had the name. You're like, damn. Well, yeah. yeah. That has panache <laughs> to be sure. That's I, memorable. Anything. Eat my vegetables, sure, whatever. Yeah. Take up absolutely whatever you need. Definitely, I'm, I'm not be part of that. Definitely beats the boogeyman. So what was yeah. the yeah. what was the story? Would it? What, yeah. What? Uh, up, up in, I live up a holler, up a holler, up a holler. Honestly, uh, that's it was the far- rare trifecta. Right. Exactly. You have no idea. It was amazing and terrible. Well, sure. I mean? Yeah. It, it's got everything. It's it's both terrible and wonderful at the same time. I both long for it and just dread it all the time. Oh, we know the feeling, yeah, Joe. we know that feeling I mean, too well. I'm, I'm from Grapevine, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what was the name of this boogeyman again? The raw-headed... The blood, raw-headed bloody bones. Raw-headed bloody bones. Wow. So was there a, sto- yeah. a story associated with this? Was it like a man who got his, the top of his head chopped off or something? Or? I, I, I was always under the impression that it was female. Okay. And he was like a witchly character who was like no skin. Oh. And just kind of a mangly witch creature that lived up in the head of the holler even past where, I mean, I lived up in the holler, but I could see the head of the holler. Yeah, sure. up on the point. And up the hill, there yeah. was what appeared to be a cabin or a small shack. Oh. Whatever. And so we were always told that's where she was from. Wow. There was no road to there. I don't know anybody who knows. Like, I know everybody in that holler. And I always have. They're all family or 
close to being family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's never changed. That population, that holler has never changed. It's still the same people that I grew up still live in the same places. And still, that's the story I was told was that place up there is where she comes from. And nobody ever went up there? I'm surprised the teenagers didn't go party up there. I didn't go up there. I, I, I ran the hill, but I didn't dare go up there. No. Really? Okay. Interesting. We played, we played Friday the 13th and, and Nightmare on Elm Street and that kind of weird crap up in the hills. You know, you could run on the Jason mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there was an old mining road. It was, so there was a road up and so far up the, the hill behind my house. It was pretty much a road with some trees. And you could run like, I could run around to my friend's house like a mile away or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So we'd go up there and play and there was a shut down coal mine there. That stuff never bothered me, but I was not going the other way up to the head of the holler. You were not going <laughs> to the raw-headed bloody bones. I'll play Jason and Freddie with you all day long, but I'm not going near raw-headed bloody bones. So all did right. you guys play raw-headed bloody bones? Did somebody pretend no. to be? No, we didn't mess around with that. No, no, I, I didn't go there. You know, that I was not funny. That. We didn't talk no. about it. No, I didn't take my chances. No. I can understand. that. That's I'm a little nervous about her now, too, really. I don't know. I don't think I could have helped myself. Yeah. I wouldn't have went up there at night or nothing, but oh, during the I, day, I probably wouldn't have, couldn't have helped myself. Oh, and but see, then then what happens is you take like three people, and one of them gets hurt, and you end up stuck up on the mountain, and the sun goes down, and yeah. that's when the fun starts. See, this, this the horror movie here <laughs> rots itself. I may Stuff have to. All right. Well, Joey, it's always great to talk to you. We thank you for, for being a fan of the show and a great friend of the show and, and coming on here and being patient with us not once but twice. We really appreciate it, Joey. You're welcome. Appreciate yeah. it, Joey. We look forward to seeing you in public real soon. Yep. We'll see you soon, yep. man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank Have you. a good one. Right.
covers everything with hair and flesh. Just leaves the bone.
Welcome back, Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hi, and uh, as you can hear, our uh, our dark-robed uh, friends who have shown up—they've gotten closer. Yeah, and they've moved a little, and they've taken to singing um, in well, unison in some sort of arcane language we don't understand. Speaking of singing, in that last song set, since you would like to know what we just heard, it was Joey Aces and the Deal with Tiger in the Grass. Followed by Wicked Peace and Vomit, and The Ghost and the Human Hoax with Baby Teeth. The Ghost and the Human Hoax is, in fact, my favorite band as far as just cool sounding titles that yeah. we've had this season. I love a lot of the music of a lot of these bands, but The Ghost and the Human Hoax makes me laugh that, every time we say it. That is a beautiful title, title and, uh, and Mr. Uh, Mr. The Ghost, he, he plays a pretty heavy tune. He does. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go on to go on to our interview with Drew. Okay. Uh, so I think maybe we should maybe move on out of here, Victor. Let's, that they don't seem like they're let's find they're our, moving closer. Um, let's, let's go find to our way door. to a, a field or something. Yeah. Let's 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 get out of here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we take you now to Drew. Uh, we are joined at this time by uh, Drew Franklin, co-host of uh, Kentucky Sports Radio, and. Are you the editor-in-chief of the website, is that? I was at one time. Tyler now does that. I don't really have a name for myself. Uh, I used to be almost 90% website work, 10% radio, but now it's more of an even split. So I kind of just, I'm a slash. I bounce back and forth between the two. You're just, you're just a guru at large. Yep. Uh, I, uh, you know, you were always the guy when I started watching, because when I moved back to Kentucky in 2011, mm-hmm. Victor had already found you guys, was already kind of listening and everything. And, I always, you know, it was, uh, Ryan was always sort of the butt of the jokes. He was the guy who was helping Matt make it, you know, make everybody laugh. But you were always like the, the guru who came in. It's like, well, I know this <laughs> thing and check this out. And here's some stuff you hadn't thought of, at least before Scoop, before Lemon got his Scoop powers. Yeah, I mean, I'll never be able to challenge the Scoop powers of Ryan Lemon. But, you know, None will. With, the, with the website angle, you know, we're constantly writing about everything UK. So occasionally there's a story on radio that, you know, maybe Matt or Ryan aren't even familiar with. So I've been able to chime in a little more in depth because I've been reading about it for 10 hours from the day before. But yeah, there's you. no Scoop that's better than Scoop Lemon. I just happen to be caught up a little bit more with what's on the Internet, <laughs> which isn't saying a lot when you ask Ryan what happened on uh, on the internet the night before, because no. he generally seems to find out when Matt tells him. Yeah, he does. Which is always hilarious. It's like, oh, so you're from Western Kentucky, right? I am. Famously a Hilltopper fan. Yeah, I'm from Madisonville, Kentucky. My dad was a Hilltopper, and a lot of people in my family were Hilltoppers. But my mom went to UK, so I followed her path. Everyone else was a Hilltopper, so I still root for them. Uh, when they're not anything affiliated with the UK, but I, I'm I'm definitely a wildcat at heart. So was it your mom that got you in the UK when you were little or something? Or yeah, I mean, really, just the whole town and everyone around the whole community of UK fans. Okay. Um, it's pretty well publicized now. My dad's a Tennessee fan. That right. he yeah. went to Western. I don't know where that came from. I don't even know that he'd ever been to Knoxville when he decided to start liking Tennessee. Just has a, so, an affinity for terrible orange colors. Yeah, but I guess I'd say the the UK influence. My mom, she doesn't even know what time games are, even though she went to UK. Oh. So it's it's more from my grandparents. Definitely remember watching games with my grandparents when I was younger. Uh, oh, yeah. My grandfather took me to my first U.K. football game, too, so I remember that well. <laughs> yeah, my first U.K. football game was the uh, Mississippi State game like two years ago where we won through the fog and in the rain. There you go. It was actually in the student section. So. Yeah, that was that, a lot of fun. That yeah. was both our first games. So. Oh, yeah, you yeah. picked a good one. You yeah, also yeah, go more really often. Did. 
Yeah, Sadly, I think mine was a blowout. I can't even remember the team, but it was uh, back before things were quite as fun as they are now. We got, yeah. to, we got to watch Josh Allen's character quarterback to, get, to death. I mean, yeah. big His eyes. eyes were that big. <laughs> Josh was lining up, and you could see the court in the – Mississippi State's quarterback at that time was a pro prospect. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, was that Fitzgerald? Nick Fitzgerald? No. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah, I know what we're talking about. I'm terrified. Because yeah. you were down far enough, you could actually see his eyes. His eyes were like that big. Yeah, yeah. hadn't seen much like that. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, when did you actually get connected with Matt and start and, and hubby and, and start working on the website itself? Um, when I graduated college in 2000. Seven slash eight. It was December two thousand seven. It wasn't a great time to get a job with a marketing de- marketing degree, no. and I was really struggling finding a full time career. So I was uh, working at Malone's here in Lexington, which was good money, but that I didn't go to UK to, to work at Malone's. Right. No. So I decided just as a hobby on the side, I started writing on a I just started my own website. It was it was sports, but not Kentucky sports. It was everything, even entertainment, kind of just a pop culture blog. Right. And and. It grew over time, not not huge, but I mean, it definitely got some traction. And Matt and so, several of the KSR writers were readers without even knowing I lived in Lexington and was a UK fan. So once that connection was made, they're like, "Well, this guy's in Lexington already writing about sports," and he asked me to join KSR. And at the time, I was a regular KSR reader, and I thought, "Well, of course." I had a hard time giving up my baby a little bit, but it was a no-brainer to to team up with Matt. So you guys didn't know each other before? No, not at all. Really? I actually got a Facebook message from. Uh, uh, T.J. Beisner, who used to write for the site, and then Matt uh, also sent me a Facebook message all about the same time, and that was first interaction whatsoever. You guys come across as like longtime friends. Yeah, people have been like, "Man, you and Matt just started this together, came up together." I was like, "Actually, Matt had no. already started it. I, I was in on the early days, but no, I was just a complete stranger to him when I started." You're uh, just going to start agreeing with him. It's like, yeah, we yeah, sure did. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, just forever. naturally started. Yeah, <laughs> I've known him. Since the Obama administration. Well, it has it has been over ten years now, yeah. and we've. It is getting to be a little bit of a. I've I think I've stayed in every city in America in a hotel with him between our college uh, basketball road trips back in the day, our tennis blogs, the road trips we do with Ryan and Shannon. I, outside of my my mother, father, and now Abby, I don't know that I've been around anyone as much as I've been around Matt. <laughs> yeah, you guys. There's really nothing better than the four of you in a small car for several days. Just. Just give me that, and just just t- just put one of these recorders in there, and just update it once a day, and I'll let listen. it go and let them yeah. start let talking them. about the country music and stuff. Uh, yeah. We we laugh, and as those trips were happening, you know, we'll complain, oh, another car ride, oh, Matt's music. But I gotta tell you, now that we're locked down, I I would go, I'd go to <laughs> Iowa again. Put me in the car with those three. I miss it. Those I'm are always you, fun. Well, Iowa was a that was a, an amazing week of y'all just. For no good reason. There was no sports reason, no Kentucky reason. Nope. Just, we're going to Iowa. It's presidential election year. We're going to go meet people. That was really judge. some of the best KSR radio you guys have done. Though. Yeah. You guys were great that week. Yeah, and I know everyone's kind of hesitant, even me, Matt, or me, Ryan, and Shannon, because it's into politics, and we know that divides people. But we also know deep down it's just about us just being goofballs. And every time we do something, it goes wrong. Yeah. So, or or it's like a Forrest Gump situation where we find ourselves in a place where we're not supposed to be. So even though <laughs> Iowa kind of had the, well, it was a political event. I mean, we went just for us to do our usual idiots. Ryan being in trouble, Shannon complaining about things, uh, hating Iowa, and developing his great rating strategy. That's, yes, that's I'm, the best thing to come out of Iowa is Shannon, or yeah, Shannon is now the great raider. 
Something happened in Iowa that broke Shannon out of a shell that I don't even think we all knew he was contained in because Shannon was great before Iowa. Yeah, but he it wasn't like he was a wallflower before. No, something happened though. Some some switch was flipped. It's not just the scorecards. He's been a lot. He speaks up a lot more on the show. Uh, He's quick to to, say. to he interject. Yeah, it's been very positive because I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's kind of wiggled up from just being the producer and the dude announcing who the caller is. Oh, no, they had to beg him to talk at first. I, I, I remember like some Matt, of that. Matt set him up to make him talk when they first started talking, yeah. Yeah, and Iowa wasn't even that long ago to think that he that has changed. <laughs> yeah, so. That's this year. Was that this year? Yeah. <laughs> that feels uh, I know, it was January. 35 months ago. It feels like it was like years ago it, we were there when uh kobe bryant died which also is this year that seems like it was five years ago we th- heck we thought that was going to be the worst thing that could possibly happen and then 2020 yeah, yeah here we are <laughs> kobe dies how worse could it get yeah little how did much we know she got so uh this show is actually we're, we're recording this we'll put it on this weekend it'll be out next week um and on, this is going to be our halloween show so oh yeah so I wanted to ask as we're as we're moving towards the end here, if you got any if you've got any t- tales of like scary stuff from back in the western Kentucky because we got a lot of mountain stories. And oh mountain. yeah. Yeah, give us an. You got any scary story? I know it's not exactly a scary atmosphere. Well, here no, it's fine. In the sunshine, but. Uh, think back. Put on the spot a little bit here. There's a place in Hopkins County. I don't want to mess up the story of its history, but it's called Hell's Half Acre. And I know there's multiple Hell's Half Acres. I think Eastern Kentucky even has one. But I went out, my friends and I, I'm sure it's the same way in Eastern Kentucky, even there's nothing to do. You go out and just find it. So we we were out in a... We had 40-acre field. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you found some stuff. A friend of mine uh, had a a conversion van. His dad was in a wheelchair, but he would take care of his dad. Then at night, we'd go out in the van and cause trouble in the van. And we took it to Hell's Half Acre, and it was supposed to pull the van up a hill. You put it in neutral. I got to tell you, I went in a skeptic, and I was the driver, and I I kind of kind of was a little little scared there. But that wasn't the worst part. On the way out, we get a flat tire, and we're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the middle of nowhere. And this is an old van that hadn't been upkept. I I don't think there was a spare tire handy. And it's two, three in the morning, and this woman walked out of nowhere. I mean, I there wasn't a house nearby. We we're in the middle of nowhere, Western oh. Kentucky, in the middle of the night. She's like, "Y'all got a flat tire? I can help you." And then um, I can't remember if she either had something with her, but regardless, this woman helps us change the tire. We leave, and I still don't know where that woman came from. I'm not gonna call her a ghost. Like I wasn't like putting my hand through or anything like that. <laughs> But I don't know where she could have possibly walked out of at 3 a.m. Was she in a long white dress? And no, I, I, I could like exaggerate that. and say she looked like a ghost. She looked like a normal woman. But at that hour but of the night, the morning, having just left House, Hell's Half Acre with no neighborhoods of sign of life around, that was a pretty sure spooky event. Substances talking. I know my group was was completely. We were pretty young. There was no substance on our end, but heck, she could have. There's no telling some of those areas. She could have been on anything, but uh, that was a very bizarre Hell's Half Acre experience. And to your listeners, if you want to Google it, yeah, basically appears to roll uphill. And 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 that was cool, and it messed with my mind. But I kind of left, being like, okay, that I could be talked into that being anything. But then the flat tire thing happened moments later, and now that there's something going on there at Hell's Half Acre. Interesting. Folks, uh, welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront's Halloween special. Um, really enjoyed that interview with Drew Franklin. Thank you once again for taking time to talk to us earlier. Yeah, thank you, sir. And we are very glad we did it earlier because, uh, well, 
So there was uh, so the, we, the, the people with the robes, they were chanting and singing, and we, we, we decided we needed to get out of there. So, But there was a flash a few moments ago, and everything is gone. We're just here on this great windswept plain. Somehow, though, we still have a microphone. Yeah, we did manage to bring the recording equipment with us, but I didn't bring my laptop. I'm not sure how I'm going to post this. Hmm. <sighs> but uh, Into we, the void. So we do want to take a moment and uh, acknowledge we're, we're what we we certainly hope who are still our top fans. We we hope they haven't been swept away in some sort of apocalyptic. Event. I think we have two new. We have top two fans. new top fans. Yay. Yes, indeed. And this top fans are on Facebook. You can uh, you can go to what was and search for Bluegrass Homefront Podcast. If, if you still have that ability. If you still have it, if somewhere out there life continues, then not on this gray windswept plain with a, with a black sky yawning open above you. If, if that's not what's going on with you, then look us up on Facebook and give us a like. Interact with our posts, comment on the things we do, and Facebook may designate you a top fan. So who are our top new top fans, Brian? Well, our first new top fan is uh, Nikki Murphy. Okay, cool. Nikki works with us during the day, and yep. we, we appreciate her. Absolutely. And who's our second new top fan? Uh, Marsha Anderson. Which who is we went to high school with. Correct. Well, actually, I started kindergarten with Marsha. She's one of my cousins, and we went to school like all the way through. So, so we do want to thank our, our, our co-workers and our uh, actual relatives for listening, yeah, listening. to our, yes, listening thank to you. our podcast. <laughs> and for anybody who's not directly related to us, we How thank did you, you find us? But we're happy you're here. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Give us some feedback. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, uh, assuming that all the email, email servers haven't been. Uh, oh yeah, well turned into you know gaping abominations. Yeah. Uh, just send us an email at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Once again, that's feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. All, all right. right. Well, well um. I guess we should try to find some remnants of civilization, Victor. Okay, well, let's close the show first. Right. Bluegrass Homefront was produced by me. Bluegrass Homefront. Bluegrass Homefront was produced by me, Tiny Brian, with Victor Anderson, who is our music supervisor. Our associate producer and editor was Malachi. We we, 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 we got his vocal cords anyway, so yeah. we'll, we'll be you'll, able to we'll be able to hear him call. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear you'll hear from him again, but that's all we have. So. Well, hopefully those vocal cords are where he kept his editing skills. Well, we hope. Yes. And uh, we do have special thanks to Catherine Leon Anderson and to Michael Trent. Certainly. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. searching for Bluegrass Homefront, and on the Twitter. The Twitter. T is uh, BGHF Podcast. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you to um, beware of rabbits. They, they, they eat carrots. Oh, no.